Welcome to Fresno's Best Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Maddox. Today I have Brooke Payton on the show. Brooke is leading the charge in trying to bring a new or return a library to the Tower District in Fresno. This is an important project and one that's personally important to me as a librarian and I think would benefit everyone, in particular the community in the Tower District. So let's hear from Brooke about why we need more libraries in Fresno. Religion, culture, art, music, show some respect to the best little city left in the U.S. Fresno's best! Fresno's best! So, Brooke, where do you like to eat in Fresno? Oh, Lord. Probably Kamani's on Olive Avenue here in the Tower District. I'm very sad that they're closed on Mondays and Sundays, but they're still fabulous. Yeah, they got that five-day week thing going. So you aren't part of the the migration to Moto. You still are a Piemonte's devotee? Yes. Okay, why? Um, Defend it, please. Oh, don't. Okay, I really like the people and the atmosphere. I like that they have products from Fresno State University, from the Farming Collective, the Agricultural Collective, the Animal Collective. So, you know, support local. I've been going there for about a decade, and I've gotten to know the people who work there over time. And it's really fun when I call in an order and they're like, oh, hi, Brooke. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, they, it definitely has more of a traditional deli vibe versus Moto is wonderful, but it's it's much more kind of, I don't want to say snooty, but has much more of kind of an elevated, elevated vibe to it with the bar situation versus, you know, where you can see the big slabs of salami, you know, the grocery store aisles. It reminds me of uh, being on the East Coast and just going to a traditional deli. So for for me, I just... I don't know. I like the people. I like, excuse me, the atmosphere. I really love the idea of the coffee shop being next door because I can order my sandwich and then I can go next door and get an iced tea or their watermelon lemonade frosty that they've got going on for summer. They have, I mean, the coffee shop next door has the most adorable booths and lots of table seating. Pamani's, it's very traditional and like, there's nowhere to sit down. You are there to shop and order and get out. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, let's jump into talking about libraries. So tell me what you love about libraries. Oh my gosh. What don't I love about libraries? I particularly love the children's and young adults area because I was, 21 years old and I had a a little uh, you know I had an infant and I would love going to different libraries not just picking the one closest to the house but like driving out of my way to go to different libraries because they had different toys or they had different books or they had different programs for infants and children and you know I loved going and selecting books by Alan Say and Tommy DePaula and James Marshall and sharing all the books from my childhood with my little one who is now 15. And I love that I can tell the library, I can tell the library that my child has gotten older and so they can change the age on the library card and my kid can now 
check out R-rated films among video games and manga and graphic novels. So the the material that is available is just limitless. And thanks to the San Joaquin Valley Library System, a lot of the movies I want always end up in Kern County. And so they have to travel back to Fresno. And so it's it's astounding. I currently am a part of a knitting group and have been for a little over three years now. And these ladies meet at the Betty Rodriguez Library every Wednesday from 11 to 1. And they're phenomenal. That community that I'm now part of is absolutely priceless. And it's groups like that that form at the library that make the library feel like a safe and inclusive space for everybody. And to think that you can go to the library to use it as a cooling or heating center while you use the computer because you don't have a computer at home or your Wi-Fi is down. And so you need the Wi-Fi that the library provides. Or maybe you really want to read the Fresno Bee, but you don't have a subscription. Well, the library has a subscription and you can go and read periodicals, read your People magazine without having to pay for that at the counter. So you have more money for food. The things that libraries provide are so much more than books. It's community and culture and it's putting it's putting resources in the hands of people who need them. Well, obviously you're preaching to the choir here as a librarian. It's I'm not it's I'm an easy sell because I work in one and and see the value. And I, I think the people that use it see the value. The people that don't kind of wonder, you know, why why these things still exist in some ways, you know, and that, you know, really all you have to do to get to convince someone is just drop them off and show them show them the options. These days with a lot of the online options, uh, there's so many things you can do from watching movies to downloading music to all sorts of things. I want to jump into talking about Tower District. If let's imagine that I live in the Tower area and I don't have a car, uh, I live right off Olive. How far would I have to walk to get to a library? Oh, my. Where would the, be the closest for me? Uh, you're kind of in the middle of the distance, three miles either to the Gillis Library on Fruit and Dakota or three miles to the Fresno Central Public Library. So if you're walking in this heat, <laughs> you're kind of SOL. Um, yeah. You can walk to the Talking Book Library, but that is a library specifically for the blind, and it is not a general use library. You can use it as a heating and cooling center. You can use one, one public terminal access computer. Okay. Uh, they are what I would call a micro branch, and they service, they service a part of the community that is underserved and is marginalized, and I think they're wonderful, but you can't use it the way you would a general use library. Now you can always get on the bus, but that will still require walking as there isn't a bus stop. It's like a block in either direction for the Gillis library. The central library, you basically get dropped off at the courthouse and then you have to walk over to the central branch. Um, Is that a yeah. problem? Yes, that's a problem. We we have 
we have somewhere in the neighborhood of five elementary schools. All of those kids lose access to libraries during the summer, the winter, and the spring, not to mention the fact that they're missing out on all of the summer programs that the libraries organize unless their parents have a car or their parents want to spend all day on the bus carting around a group of kids. So it's 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 a serious problem. We have we have underserved veterans in our area. We have senior citizens. We have disabled people. You know, we have our we have our children. So all of what's great about Tower is its walkability or its bikeability. You have tons of restaurants and shops. You have businesses such as photographers, clock repairers dry cleaning, you have entertainment, you have nightclubs. We don't have a general purpose library. And in 1940, what feels like a grassroots movement opened a library in a one bedroom apartment. It outgrew the apartment and moved into a two bedroom apartment. And then finally, the Fresno County Public Library put them in a two storefront space on Olive Avenue. And in 1960, Alice F. Riley, Mrs. Alice F. Riley, said to the Fresno Bee that she wanted to move the Gillis Library. That move didn't happen until 1975. So if I have to keep at this for 15 years, I fully understand that. Uh, Clovis is, I think, going on 15 years. Reedley is 10, and they're going to be breaking ground soon, I hope, um, after massive efforts by Friends of the Library and the community and the county public library, and I'm sure several, you know, city officials and county officials. Um, and that should open hopefully in 2025. And then there's also the Highway City Library, which I think is running like a seven years because it started in the elementary school and then it got a micro branch in a county services center and it's slated to move into a brand new building that needs to be built that's just behind the county services center. So all of those resources will be right there uh, for people to use. And so if, in my hopes, I would love to see Gillis move closer to tower not all the way to tower as there would probably be concerns about zoning and i also don't want to leave a hole where gillis sits and leave the community that is immediately surrounding gillis without resources but if we could find some kind of compromising location that would be fantastic or if gillis moves to another location closer to its current point I would love to see a micro branch of a tower library installed in the tower district with the idea that once you have a library branch, you can then create a friends of the library group for that specific branch. And then that branch of the friends of the library can raise funds, which Reedley did and Clovis did and Teague did. And those funds might be used to purchase land help with development, help with, you know, whatever 
whatever financial burdens the county doesn't necessarily want to tackle or could use help tackling. I know that Reedley raised somewhere in the neighborhood of over $800,000 and they were able to buy the land uh, that the, their library is going to be built on. So like if we get if we get a micro branch, it's not that that's the stop, that that's the be all end all. It's it's that next step that gets us closer to an actual like an actual full-size library with meeting rooms and quiet rooms and a large children's area and young adult area and DVDs and multimedia and just all uh, computer labs. And I mean, I'd love to, I would love to have like Woodward. Woodward has all those things. Betty Rodriguez has all those things. And now the Fig Garden Library has all those things because they were newly renovated. And so if that's the standard that you get a meeting room and a quiet room and you get expanse of the different sections for different age groups and multimedia and everything, that would be the dream. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, if you ever go and visit Gillis, you know, they've kind of reached their limits of what they can do with that space because it's both small and dilapidated. And so it feels like it it seems logical that they need a better space that they can, you know, like the Fig, uh, Fig Garden Library you're describing. It's enormous space. So they were able to kind of renovate just because they had so much room uh, to work with. Um, so it seems logical that the Gillis branch would be benefited by moving to a larger area. Now, what have, what have people in the community said to you about efforts to work on this project? Well, the first thing I want to say, though, is with the Fig Garden Library expansion, the man who or the person who owns that shopping center offered to give them additional space. Mm. And he did all the renovations. And then the county only had to pay co at cost. Oh, wow. I didn't and know so that. that's why that happened. Now, Gillis has been trying to move. Yes they are in a dilapidated building that is too small and not well maintained because it's owned by a private entity. Their neighbors are also not really, the stores are there to, it's, it's, it's economy. I don't wanna say you can't have a smoke shop next to a library because you know every business has a right but it might not be technically appropriate or it just doesn't make sense right it's just in the yeah. wrong place and it's it in the wrong it's definitely in the wrong place gillis did try to move in 2019 and it fell through and then we had the pandemic so nobody was moving anybody gillis desperately wants to move they want more bathrooms they want an actual meeting room they want they want everything that fig garden has Right. So to circle back to residents in, in Tower, what have they said to you about this project? Well, a lot of them are surprised that we don't have a library. A lot of them are surprised to find out that we did have a library. And pretty much everybody thinks that it's a good idea to bring a general use library and all of its resources back to the Tower District. I haven't met anybody who thought it was a bad idea. Mm -hmm. I have met a few people that have asked me, are libraries still relevant? And by the time I finished my speech, they, yeah, they can just they circle back board. to the beginning of this podcast and hear why it's relevant. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, were yeah. On, they were on board. So I, I am a member of the Tower District Preservation um, Association because 
historically the tower did have a library. So I feel like to the preservation of the history of the area, they should be on board and they are. I'm also attending all almost all of the tower district specific plan implementation committee meetings to which the city planners sort of oversee those meetings. And I was able to get a subcommittee through them and it's attached to their parks and circulation subcommittee because I would like to see a policy written for the tower district specific plan stating that they intend to bring in a library. Now the city can't say boo to the county. However, it does a lot to support the community and its desire to have a library. Yeah. And that's important for people to understand that the county operates the library system in our area, but it's being, but it's operated within city. And so it's kind of like, it's complicated and uh, you have to work with different, different government structures, you know, with, with, you know, when you're working on these projects. So can you talk a little bit about when you've talked to public officials, the responses you've gotten? So in like near the end of May is when I first started working on this. And I've spoken to our County Board of Supervisors, uh, District 3, uh, Sal Quintero, and I've spoken to his aide, Rocky. And both of them actually have uh, experience working in the county public libraries. Uh, Sal Quintero was part of the Mesquita Branch Library opening in the Mesquita City uh, Community Center. And Rocky was a part of the move of the Betty Rodriguez Library from uh, Cedar and Clinton up to Cedar and Shields. So they're both on board. They just need to hear more from just me that people want this. And what's important is I've also talked to the gentlemen who are running for the County Board of Supervisors District 3 seat because we'll be voting on that next year. Sal Quintero is hoping to be reelected. Miguel Arias, who I've met with, is also going after that seat. Luis Chavez, who I hope to speak to, is also going after that seat. And EJ Hinojosa, who I have spoken to, is also going after that seat. The idea is if I can make this a big enough issue going forward before the election, this might be a talking point on everyone's campaign. And that would be fantastic because then whomever is deemed the best fit for that seat by the public, we can then step forward and say, you supported this during your campaign. We would like to see some action. Yeah. Hold them accountable Um, to their promises. Absolutely. Yes. So I need to generate as much buzz as possible about this before the election. And how do we do that? How how can people get involved? You can go to the amazing website that my husband built for me, towerlibrary.org. And on there, he put three buttons that take you to the same petition. Like he put it at the top, near the top, and then at the very bottom. Wonderful. Uh, We also, he also put in a button that takes you to a survey that the Tower Neighborhood Association created. And the survey is created in Spanish and English. And it's just to get a demographic study of who supports it, why they support it, because there is an area for comments to be left. And it all goes into a pie chart and an Excel spreadsheet. And to... Tower Neighborhood Association is putting a meeting on that is library centric that will be at Root Access here in the Tower District on Van Ness Village 
And you're going to hear from me. You're going to hear from Claire Evans with Tower Neighborhood Association. You're going to hear from Kyle Lopez Schmidt, who I know you've spoken to before about South Tower Community Land Trust. You're going to hear from him because his the board of the South Tower, the South Tower Community Land Trust all voted and agreed to be the fiscal sponsor for the Tower Library project, or the Tower District Library. And that means that I can actually fundraise and raise money that would eventually go towards helping to pay for either the micro branch or the micro branch and the larger branch or the larger branch. I will collect money indefinitely because even after you get your library, the library needs help with paying for programs and so, and then you'll also hear from Derek McQueen, who is speaking on behalf of Book Barn, because we have a lot of thrifted book vendors here in the Tower District, and they're all absolutely fantastic. They have various collections. They have other amazing magical oddities in their spaces, and I want them to be on board. I want them to be able to hear from another commercial entity like them that is able to survive next to the Clovis Library branch and to all of those antique vendors who are also selling books in downtown Clovis. And then you'll hear from me again and I'll tell you how to reach out to our representatives and where to go to put to sign the petition and take the survey. And what was the website again? Towerlibrary.org. Okay. So our last question is always the same. What are three books you'd recommend to listeners? You can take a second to think. The Alienist by Caleb Carr. A Day in the Life of Ivan Denisovich by, I think his name, I can't remember his name though. I think he's, I don't think he's Dumas. He was a fantastic, he's a fantastic author from Russia. Yeah, I'll put the author in the in the notes. And then Oh good heavens. I adore cozy murder mysteries. Oh no, you know what? I got to go back to a love of mine, Tamora Pierce. All of her series. She has multiple series. Everything by Tamora Pierce is just fantastic for children, young adults, and adults alike who love getting lost in intricate worlds of fantasy and magic. And it's, she's just the most brilliant author. Wonderful. Well, those are great recommendations. And I love this project. I love it for our community. I love it for, you know, expanding reading in a community and book options for people but really libraries are community centers Uh, in a lot of ways they're kind of taking that role on for our society Um, and i've watched libraries change uh, through my volunteer work at the fresno public library but also as a librarian now and uh, there's so many opportunities to connect with our community and it's really it, it it can become a centerpiece of a neighborhood and so I really, really hope that this gets going and it can only get going if people listening get involved. So I really encourage you to get involved and help in whatever way you can. If it just means signing that petition, at least do that, but show up to a meeting. The more voices, the more likely this is going to happen. So it's not a wait for it to happen type situation. It's a get involved so it can type situation. So thank you so much, Brooke, for the work you're doing on this. And I know it's going to benefit so many people. So I really appreciate uh, what you're doing and talking with you today. 
Thank you. I really appreciate you giving me the platform. I, I need as many ways to reach people as possible. And the meeting that I was talking about is September 26th. So next week, wish me luck. And that'll be 5.45 to 8. And Pomani's is catering. Ooh, that's an enticement. <laughs> oh, thank you, Brooke. Thank you so much. Fresno's best. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can support this podcast by leaving us a rating and review or by making a financial contribution at our Patreon page, which is www.patreon.com slash Fresno's Best. We'll see you next time.